0: Hello there, friend. This
1: is Jerry Tyson in The Beacon's Light. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. This message is proclaimed daily on the Watchman on the Wall podcast. You can listen to insightful interviews, current events from a biblical perspective, and prophecy that helps you make sense of the world around you as a podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow Watchmen on the Wall on your favorite podcast platform. Watchmen on the Wall daily podcast is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartMedia, and TuneIn. Watchmen on the Wall daily podcast, another way to reach the world and proclaim that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things.
0: Today I am again focusing the Beacon's Beam on a lighthouse. This one is rather unusual compared to most in the United States, among the coastal lights, and it's found near Mayport, Florida. Properly called the Florida St. John's River Lighthouse, this brick-red light tower is on a naval air base. Naval Station Mayport, complicating its total existence. First constructed in 1830, while Florida was still a territory, not yet a state, then torn down due to storm damage and reconstructed nearby at least two more times. Its purpose was to guide ships into and out of the mouth of the St. Johns River in far northeastern Florida. For one traveling south, the first sight of the light is gained from the little ferry that connects this spit of land to the mainland in the northeastern corner of Florida. The last time we were there, the closer we got to it, it was obvious that there had been very little effort at preservation or maintenance. The windows in the light room were extremely dirty, and the clutter around it would never have passed muster years ago when the United States Lighthouse Board was in charge. The current light, built in 1859, is 63 feet high. Until paying close attention, one would not immediately notice that an unusual anomaly occurs. There is no entrance door. In the 1940s, a nearly 20-foot section of the tower was buried when the area was filled in to level adjacent land for the expanding airport runway. Obviously, the airport was not part of the picture when the lighthouse was first constructed, and no one could have anticipated the attractive tower would suffer such a blow to the ego as to be cut off at the knees, so to speak. Let's ask a parallel question of sorts. What happens to a Christian believer when he or she is buried by the cares of this world, or by people who use them, abuse them, and then toss them aside? What about the Christian who makes a serious mistake and is then remembered primarily for that sin for the rest of his life, or others who may have done nothing wrong, but persistent rumors about them stick like glue? They may be buried by either truth or falsehood, it doesn't matter which, but it leaves an impression in the minds of others that will never be erased. Without knowing Christ's loving care, that individual sees things through dimmed eyes and often builds walls of protection that may seem to be just as deep as the lighthouse's 20 feet of dirt or as unpleasant as a barbed wire fence to the one attempting to be a friend. The Jews of Hitler's Germany had to wear arm bands that identified them as outcasts, unwanted, marked, and to be avoided. Unfortunately, even though there are no arm bands now, this often occurs in Christian circles, and the resulting wounds are deep. What would Christ have us do for an outcast? 2,000 years ago, the Jews did their best to avoid the Samaritans. But one day, Jesus met a Samaritan woman at a well and asked her to give him a drink of water. We don't know what the Samaritans looked like, but one might get the impression that they were physically different from the Jew, enough for an observer to know that they were half-breeds. The woman was surprised that Jesus, clearly recognized by her to be a Jew, would ask her to give him water. Jesus was always on top of a situation. He knew her greatest need was not a pitcher of water, but the water of life, which he graciously offered her. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. That's John four thirteen and 14. This was a woman buried by the cares of everyday life. She never expected to meet someone at the well who would make the greatest change in her life she could ever imagine. Since you and I are to be like Christ, to show his kind of love to those around us, there might be someone who comes across our path today who could benefit from a reach out to share Jesus with them. Does Jesus care when my way is dark with a nameless dread and fear as the daylight fades into deep nightshades does he care enough to be near? Oh yes, he cares. I know he cares. His heart is touched with my grief. When the days are weary, the long nights dreary, I know my Savior cares. In the Beacon's Light is a production of Beacon Street Media. Feel free to contact us at www.swrc.com. This is Jerry Tyson reminding you that when we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin.